We're recording now. I see that the recording is in progress. I'm Charles C Collins. I am a commissioner of the San Francisco Arts Commission, and I'm calling together with Commissioner Janine Chiota this meeting to order. May I ask Miss um, Moreno to call the roll, please? Yes. Commissioner Collins? Present. Commissioner Ordiana? Commissioner Chiota? Present. Thank you. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Present. Commissioner Shelby? Present. Thank you. Commissioner Musler? And Commissioner Ferris? Here. Here. Thank you. Thank you very much. We also have several staff members, in particular, Jaren Bonillo and uh, Joanne Lee, who are present. Thank you, uh, along with uh, Ms. Diaz, all of the staff uh, for helping us to get through this. This meeting is being held by teleconference pursuant to the governor's executive order in 2920 and the fifth supplement to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. During the coronavirus disease COVID-19 emergency, the Arts Commission's regular meeting room, City Hall Room 416, is closed. Meetings of the Arts Commission will convene remotely. Today, this Art Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing our best, uh, the best that we can, we ask for your patience as we all learn this new way of working together. Before I start, I'd like to remind us about all the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound by the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. Every public meet, at every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also a place for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comments on topic. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question if it is not already, already clear to me that you are the speaker. Also, please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who's speaking. And now I'd like to turn it over to Program Associate Lorena Moreno for public comment instructions. Ms. Moreno. Thank you so much, Commissioner Collins. So this commission has strongly encouraged interested parties to submit their comments in writing prior to this meeting to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. That's sfac.grants at sfgov.org. For members of the public who wish to make public comment on the items on the agenda, the phone number to call for public comment is one four, excuse me, four one five six five five. 
0001. The access code is 146-291-3178. You'll be prompted to press the pound, sign, the pound sign twice. Your line will be muted, but you will be able to hear the meeting in progress. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click on the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information, first and last name. These fields are required to be entered. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields. You'll also be asked for an email address. This field is also required to enter. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public at public.com in the email field. Please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that all radios, TVs, phones, and computers around you are muted so that there is no echo sound when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask for public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please click on the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says your line has been unmuted, this is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask to state your name to make the comments. You are encouraged, but not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes. And when you begin talking using a visual timer, um, yes, you will get a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say, caller, your time is up. At that point, I will put you back on mute. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. You will hear your line has been muted. Participants who wish to next public comment opportunity. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a, written, a, a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen as you see here. As Commissioner Collins noted earlier, there will be gaps and delays during the meeting. We will be including a 15 second delay once public comment is called to give members of the public time to raise their hands. Commissioner Collins, please begin when you are ready. Commissioner public comment. Hello? Now we can hear you. Okay. Um, general, pub general public comment. This item allows members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. I'm now calling for public comment. And is there any public comment on item number two? Seeing none. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put a 15 second timer. That way, if folks are still trying to get in, then we should hear a sound shortly. That's not the sound. 
Okay. That was a quiet sound, but the 15 seconds are up. So okay. um, the public comment is now closed. We can move public on. Public comment is now closed. Um, now I'm going to uh, go to item number three, uh, the staff report. I'm going to, um, if, if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. Item number three, the staff report discussion, current developments and announcements. Uh, I would like to introduce uh, Joanne Lee, Director of Program, Deputy Director of Programs. And Ms. Lee, would you please give your report? Uh, great, thank you, Commissioner Collins, and good afternoon, Commissioners. Um, it's a pleasure to see everyone this afternoon, and I think I'd like to start off our staff report. Um, I'm delighted to introduce or reintroduce to you our Acting Director, Bradley Tyson, you met her last week at the full commission, and this is her first time joining us at the community investments committee. Um, Acting director Bradley Tyson, would you like to introduce yourself and say a few words? Just hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, just want to say thank you again to the staff for your support and getting me up to speed as quickly as uh, as uh, as possible, given all the moving parts and sort of your huge portfolio. And I also want to thank the commissioners for their support and uh, being available for questions and as we move forward. But I look forward to working with both the commissioners and staff to, um, again, affect meaningful change and sort of think outside the box as we try to address some of the uh, economic hardships that have uh, fallen upon our cultural centers and our artists as a result of these unprecedented times that we've been, um, that been we find ourselves in as a result of the uh, uh, corona pandemic. Great, thank you. We look forward to our partnership with you um, as we move through these unprecedented times. Um, I wanted to give an overview of this year's grant cycle. And I know some that you heard um, a very quick um, and a lot of information from Acting Director Bradley Tyson at the full commission meeting, um, but we wanted to kind of walk through our grant categories, what we're looking forward to with these grant opportunities this year. Our grant cycle kicked off last week um, with the uh, release of a couple RFPs under the Arts Impact Endowment. But what we were most delighted about is that our um, grant opportunities were included in the mayor's press release last week, the announcement um, and the press release that she had announcing the final report of the Economic Recovery Task Force. And as you'll remember, this task force has been going on since um, about April and Commissioner Walker has been serving on the task force and I have been part of the staff support team. And our grant program um, is so much aligned with the recommendations and the priorities of the Economic Recovery Task Force's um, report to that 
we were included and really highlighted in in the press in our um, strategies to support and sustain the arts ecosystem during this public health emergency. So um, let's see, we can start off. Um, next slide, please. So just as a reminder, this is our team in the community investments um, uh, program. Uh, and you'll see their names there. We have um, senior program officer Jaron Bonillo is joining me today in um, presenting this information to you. And we have a number of program officers, a compliance officer, and three program associates that comprises our team for now. Next slide, please. And as a reminder, this was last year's grant making impact for 2020, where we ended up supporting 154 grantees, of which 83 were organizations and 70 were individual artists. And we were able to allocate $4.6 million um, last year. And it covered um, all 11 districts in San Francisco. Uh, next slide, please. So the Arts Impact Endowment, as you will remember, came um, with the passage of Proposition E back in 2018, that, and Prop E restored the hotel tax funding for the arts and really stabilized our funding. Um, and we're so fortunate that this happened as we're in the budget situation that we're facing right now. But part of Proposition E established the Arts Impact Endowment, which is jointly administered by both the Arts Commission and Grants for the Arts. And it, it provides funding for new resources and new community-driven priorities. There was a community um, input process last year that established four different priorities for, um, for the Arts Impact Endowment, and that included individual artists, uh, teaching, art, teaching artists, Nonprofit organizations and organizational capacity building, as well as space and capital. Um, next slide, please. So, in looking at both the priorities of the Arts Impact Endowment, along with all of the conversations and um, the town halls and the surveys that the Economic Recovery Task Force did um, in looking at how to sustain the arts. Um, the arts sector during this time, we put together a couple, these few initiatives that would be responsive to the recovery and the needs of the arts sector. Um, again, aligned with the task force recommendations, um, respecting the priorities of the community services allocation program, and also to complement other initiatives that were supporting the arts um, in, from other city departments. And so, we have three um, RFPs under the Arts Impact Endowment. Um, the first one is for an arts hub, and it's $250,000 for an organization to develop and maintain an online resource center. And this resource center would be able to link artists, arts organizations, arts businesses with funding opportunities, um, employment opportunities, resources for um, management and sustainability, and just really an online, overall an online access, accessible resource for, for the art sector. 
The universal basic income is $870,000 for an organization to administer a UBI program that would re-grant funds to artists and cultural workers over the next six months. And the last um, RFP is also seeking a nonprofit organization to administer and re-grant funds to nonprofits, um, arts organizations to reopen safely to support new operating and capital expenses for the for organizations to open in compliance with the public health orders. Um, this might include things like small tenant improvements, the installation of like dividers or plexiglass or some um, ventilation systems, as well as operating expenses, which could be an investment in technology, as many of our arts organizations are now using online streaming platforms to reach new audiences, um, reach new virtual audiences, and um, have some needs for either new equipment and new training um, and training for their staff. It could be things like, you know, hand sanitizer and masks and making and signage to make sure that visitors to their um, to their facilities are able to um, to be safe and again adhere to the the guidelines from from the public health department. So those are the three um, RFPs that are coming out of the arts impact endowment. We are also seeing a couple other initiatives um, from other city departments that are supporting artists to help with um, public safety messaging in our shared, shared spaces and public spaces. We are also seeing some funding for muralists um, to provide, again, public health messaging through murals and through public art. So that's being administered from the um, from OEWD right now. Um, with that, I will turn it over to Jaron to discuss the cultural equity um, grants. Next slide, please. Jaron. Thank you so much, Joanne, and good afternoon, commissioners and members of the public. As you may re recall, the Cultural Equity Endowment legislation informs and guides the Arts Commission's grant-making strategy by investing in small and mid-sized arts organizations and individual artists that foster artistic expression deeply rooted in and reflected of marginalized communities. Visionary community leadership established the Cultural Equity Endowment Fund in 1993 and was stabilized through the passing of Proposition E in November of 2018, as Joanne mentioned. I'm very pleased to share that the Cultural Equity Endowment Grant Opportunities and applications along with downloadable instructions will be available on the Arts Commission's website on Monday, October 19th. We have revised some of our grant categories to give more flexibility and grant dollars to organizations and individuals to address community needs in new ways. Next slide. Support for individual artists includes the San Francisco Artist Grant, formerly known as Individual Artist Commission. This grant provides up to $20,000 for San Francisco-based artists to create new work 
and is now open to all genres and practices, acknowledging the multidisciplinary approach of artists. This grant program includes opportunities to support projects previously funded by the organization project grant. Given this time, we put the organizational project grant category on hiatus this year due to the uncertainty of the reopening of schedule of venues. Often uh, projects would result in a space and venue and with the uncertainty of when reopening plans are issued, we've decided to offer these opportunities under this grant. Next slide. The following grant category will support small and mid-sized organizations. This year's um, cultural equity initiatives will shift programming to address recovery efforts through a multi-year core operating support grants. Previously, CEI supported capacity building projects such as strategic plans or databases. But this year, the unrestricted support will allow organizations to identify the needs for their organizations. And the organizational project grant allocation has been added to this grant category to provide grantees with a maximum flexibility and use of funds with the unrestricted support. Next slide. The creative space um, grant category is for up to $100,000 for the enhancement of San Francisco cultural facilities through planning and facility improvement grants. Funds uh, to this category support the planning of the development or acquisition of arts facilities, capital improvements to address key safety needs, code compliance, and or ADA accessibility issues. We will also most likely see um, organizations addressing safety and reopening plans to this category. Next slide. The Creative Community Response is a pilot program with support from the California Arts Council. And this is a grant to support our Black, Indigenous, People of Color-led organizations with budgets under $30,000. These grants will support projects and activities that are engaged in arts-based response to communities impacted most by COVID-19. Next slide. The Native Arts and Cultural Traditions, we have an intention to build upon the American Indian Initiative, and we will launch a distinct grant category focused on uplifting contemporary Indigenous voices. Stay tuned for our launch date and deadlines. Um, next slide. This Friday, October 16th, we will host an informational webinar to share this information. And next week, information sessions for individuals is scheduled for October 30th and 23rd. And sessions for organization grants is on October 21st. We moved most of our grant deadlines to December to give proper time to outreach and offer applicants a generous window for inquiry, technical assistance, and one-on-one -on -one consultations with the San Francisco Arts Commission staff. And 
that is a, an overview of our CEG grants. I want to thank both uh, Joanne Lee and Jaron Benio for such a good presentation and laying a foundation for our conversation today. Um, I'd now like to ask if we have any uh, commissioner-inspired uh, discussion or comments. I know that uh, Commissioner Parker Pennington at our general meeting raised concerns, reasonable concerns about the extent to which we are really outreaching and how that is working. May I refer this to her uh, to further that question and also open this up for general uh, commission uh, questions or comments? Commissioner Parker Pennington. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, yes, I, you know, I, and I, I, this is so exciting that we have this expanded and these category, categories of um, grants now um, uh, for the community and to address the impact of COVID and how it's impacted the arts community in, in particular, which has been pretty extreme. Um, uh, you know, my only observation was, and I think we've, it's now that we're in this virtual environment, um, getting the word out is, is so, it's so important to do more uh, than we have necessarily in the past and using, you know, all aspects of all channels. And uh, I know that, uh, that I and other, and the other commissioners are very committed to helping make this happen so that really the word does get out uh, to some of the smaller um, uh, and mid-sized arts organizations and uh, individuals uh, that are most impacted and most needy uh, at this time um, and may or may not always be, you know, looking at our website. Um, so my only, you know, um, you know, encouragement would be to, you know, use as many of our channels as possible uh, to to get the word out, whether it's, you know, in digital and social media and really push out the announcements. Uh, I noticed when I went to the website uh, for the Arts Commission to look for it, it wasn't, you know, I, I felt like there needed to be like a banner. It was like the first thing that pops out at you when you go to the Arts Commission website you know, in the headline, like they do in newspapers, just so that it's, it draws somebody's attention to the workshops and um, the information, um, you know, in a consumable form. Uh, and then also on the Facebook site, Twitter, and all the other social media platforms, um, you know, getting the word out through the commissioners, you know, to the extent that we have the, the information to send to our networks, we're really happy to push that push that out. So that was my only thought. I know it's a it's a challenge, and the staff are doing um, uh, a yeoman's job. So we just want to I want to offer my support and the other commissioners to help uh, make this happen, so the word gets out and we get the maximum um, you know coverage, um, uh, so that people can show up at these at these workshops. Thank you, Commissioner Parker Pennington. Are there any other comments from members of the? Of the committee and the commission. Yeah, I have um, a couple comments and one question. And thank you. I um I also agree that a, a social media push might be uh, excellent um, because of um, how we might be able to share this information quickly. Uh, whether it's by a poster that can be shared, links. Um, but um, and I'm not saying this is not already happening, but I. I Maybe I just don't know how to access that, but I'm going to look. And if, if not, that might be a good way 
to um, get the word out. And the second thing is uh, the webinars, are those accessible uh, if you cannot attend on those dates? Was it the 23rd, uh, the 30th through 12 p.m.? There's those different dates to learn more about these uh, these grants. Are, are the webinars accessible at, um, on our website at other times? For other for other times. Great question, Commissioner Shelby. Yes, they will be recorded mm -hmm. um, and posted on our website. Okay. After they have been conducted, yes. And the other one would be: is is there uh, is there where we can help in the social media strategy for those of us who are are on there, uh, commissioners and others? But. Uh, Yes, we all the announcements, including the newsletter, will go out on Monday, October 19th. So okay. I hope everyone is uh, signed up for our newsletter. Please, that's one way to forward via email. And then the social media campaign will follow. Okay, so cool. There's a, a plan and a schedule that will go out within the next couple of weeks to get the word out. Okay, thank you. Right. Sorry to interrupt everyone. So, um, Commissioner Musley is on the call, except he's not joining us in the panelist section because it's a phone call. So, unless you're actually on a web platform, then he can actually be seen. But because he's on a call, he can't be seen. So, Commissioner Musley, if you're on the call, if you can push star three, so that way if you would like to speak, and then it signals Tom to unmute you, um, so that way you're we're able to hear you. Um, and your thoughts. So just kind of wanted to bring that up before the discussion got further in here. So muting myself now. Hi, it's um, um, Denise Bradley Tyson. I, I have a question regarding the webinar in terms of just tracking what kind of uptake there is in terms of participants. Um, are you tracking or able to track sort of well, assuming the number of people who actually sign up or participate, but then the diversity of who is signed up to participate in the webinar to make sure again that, you know, all the groups who could potentially benefit from the funding um, are able to participate or if we need to do additional outreach, you know, as per the commissioner's comments, to do a push to those communities who may have missed, you know, seeing the actual webinar live to have, you know, the cultural centers and, you know, the departments do another sort of outreach to at least have them look at the webinar, you know, if they don't participate in it live. Yes. Thanks. Absolutely. Um, uh, what we did was we took all of the data that we received last year on our applicants compared to those that were funded to inform this year's outreach strategy. And we intend to partner with our cultural centers on hosting a webinar with us. We're also going to be working with um, another host organization to focus on the disability community. So there, uh, we, we looked a little backwards uh, last year's data to inform this year's. 
we collect the RSVPs through registration through Eventbrite. At that time, we don't collect um, demographics, but we can certainly have an opportunity to collect um, the organization names to understand who's showing up and participating in the webinars. We also send a post-webinar survey to people also to learn more about how informational these are, how uh, people are, what they're learning and what uh, category they t intend to apply in. And with the applications being open for two months, we can use a lot of this content to inform and generate where we need to fill in some of the communities and get the word out more broadly. And now that we will be recording the webinars, we can have uh, uh, an opportunity for people to access that information, even if they don't intend to show up for the actual live session. Thank you. Thank you. Is there is there any uh, more discussion from within the commission uh, or the committee before I turn this over for any public uh, questions or comments? I'm not seeing any hands raised. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm actually raising my real hand because I couldn't oh. find the digital. <laughs> so apologies. This is Commissioner Parker Pennington. Uh, just one other thought is um, the racial equity in the arts working group that um, has been convening for about a, a year and a half now and under the auspices of um, the Office of Racial Equity. Um, uh, that's a really good distribution group to get the word out and they um, they meet monthly and you might actually be able to get a little time on their agenda to talk about it as well. So if you need any of the contact information for that, I'm, I'm happy to share it with you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Parker Pennington. That's a great idea. We will follow up on that. Our racial equity analyst, um, Sandra Pinapio, um, participates on that that working group. So I'll send, I'll be in touch with her. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any more, is there any further uh, comment or uh, discussion from within the committee or the commission? Hearing none, may I now ask for any public comment? And I'm gonna turn this uh, to uh, Ms. Moreno, please. Sure, so we didn't have any public comments emailed to us. Um, so, if you're already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are now on the screen. We are currently on item 3. As, you, as a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you are listening in via WebEx you will also get a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at sfacgrant at sfgov.org. However, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit, or it's not an accurate summary of the of the speaker's public comment. I'm not seeing any hands raised in the attendee queue, but I'm gonna go ahead and set a 15 second timer just to give folks a little bit more time to raise their hands.
15 seconds are up. And so public comment has not closed. Thank you. We'll now move on to uh, the fourth item, which is the fiscal year 21 SOMA nonprofit facilities fund. Um, if you wish to make uh, any public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. This is item number four. The action here is the discussion and possible motion to approve the recommendation to award the SOMA nonprofit facilities grant fund grant to community vision capital and consulting and to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $600,000 at this time. I would now like to call upon Deputy Director Joanne Lee uh, to provide an explanation of this agenda item. Great, thank you, Commissioner Collins. So the nonprofit, the SOMA Nonprofit Facilities Fund provides real estate support services and funding to nonprofit arts and cultural organizations in the SOMA community. This program is funded by developer fees from Brookfield Properties from the 5M Development Project. The scope of the services um, is part of the development agreement between Brookfield Properties and the city and county of San Francisco. So the recipient of this grant, Community Vision, will be providing direct um, technical assistance services to help SOMA arts organizations um, with financial planning and space planning um, and helping them negotiate leases or acquisition projects, um, expansion projects, tenant improvement types of projects. And they will also be administering grant funds as part of the total grant amount um, to help them with their tenant improvements and um, real estate projects. Um, we, so the uh, RFP was released on September 1st with a deadline to apply by September 22nd. We had a um, internal staff review process um, that consisted of, of the Arts Commission as well as OEWD and the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development. And we're pleased to present um, Community Vision Capital and Consulting um, as the grantee. Are there questions? You know, I, I think in particular for acting director Bradley Tyson, Joanne, would you just explain how these impact fees have been, you know, kind of developed as an approach towards uh, funding uh, of development projects and the connection to the arts? Sure. I mean, development fees or impact fees are um, together usually either the mayor's office or the planning department are the lead departments on negotiating a development agreement or sometimes called a community benefits agreement with developers that really looks at the impact you know of larger developments such as the 5m project um, on the existing community and that could in include both like infrastructure improvements and um, transit improvements you know, open space improvements, housing um, improvements. And in this case, um, the arts was also a big, was a part of the uh, community benefits agreements that were 
that were negotiated. It was a pretty large um, CBA agreement that came out of um, this project, out of the 5M development. And there are additional funds that are coming um, at a later date. So the developer usually has to pay in um, their developer fee, their, their um, impact fees um, at various points in time for their development. Sometimes when they get planning approvals or when they get their building permit and when they open, but kind of key milestones. So this was the first um, set of funds that we've received for this project. Thank you for that explanation. Is there any any question or comments from members of the uh, commission or the committee or staff? Yeah, this is Commissioner Shiota. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, just as a um, kind of to um, uh, continue on with what um, Joanne Lee was saying about this package. Um, I remember seeing the paperwork for the community benefits package, and it was um, it was such a, a it was a great process. It was very transparent, and it was really nice because um, the uh, director of cultural affairs at that time um, worked very closely with the mayor's office and many other departments to get arts at the table. So. Um, I believe they donated a building in perpetuity for arts usage. Um, intersection of the arts uh, was, um, they did a lot of nonprofit arts organizations um, at limited rent. Um, and I think the, the continuation of, of their tenancy was, was um, all part of the discussion and that is part and parcel to the trust um, and the, the status that arts uh, was, um, was really bringing to the table um, and the Arts Commission um, as an advocacy group for um, arts and arts organizations uh, within the civic realm. Um, this package is, is and Treasure Island um, really are, are good examples of it. So worth, worth digging into if you have the time and the bandwidth. Um, I think this direct. is particularly important because, you know, institutional or commission or committee uh, memory is important. This, this, was, this is really important stuff. And if we think about where this project is in the epicenter of Yerba Buena and the multiple opportunities to connect in the granularity of that community, uh, we have a lot of hopes riding on this. And so thank you, Commissioner Shiota, for providing that background. Are there any further uh, comments from the commission committee or staff? I, I just had a question. It's uh, acting director Bradley Tyson. So in terms of the, um, the award going to community vision capital and consulting, what kind of metrics have been put in place in terms of evaluating just their work and their progress and are they accessible? You know, it's like, do all the cultural centers and departments understand how to access their services, at, you know, their consulting services? Or, um, and again, my apologies because I haven't read the, um, you know, I haven't had a chance to read the document. But how, in terms of oversight, 
what's set up to do that with them. You might also help by just delimiting the area of impact so that we can, we're, we're talking to some degree about geography here too. So would you add that in uh, to your response? Uh, sure. So uh, Community Vision has a long history in San Francisco and in the Bay Area of providing real estate and financial consulting services. They were the lead um, organization for the nonprofit displacement mitigation program, as well as the um, nonprofit sustainability initiative that is administered by OEWD right now. And they have been working with um, some funding from the SOMA, uh, SOMA Community Fund um, and working directly with some of the SOMA organizations. So they are pretty well, they are very well connected into the nonprofit sector and the arts and culture sector, as well as SOMA as a specific neighborhood. They will be um, developing their guidelines and we will, um, staff will have, Arts Commission staff will have input and, um, and approval over those. They will be putting together their grant, um, their grant guidelines you know, in, in coordination with us. So we will continue to look at that um, with them. They, they have many kind of best practices from the work that they are already doing and administering some of the citywide programs. Um, and so we're very fortunate that they will be drawing on that experience with that. They will be providing um, annual reports to us and we will be able to monitor their funds that way. Currently, their grant budget shows that 10% of the grant is being um, used as their administration cost, and the other 90% will be uh, direct grants to the community. Does that satisfy your um, your, your question, uh, yeah. Director? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Are uh, there any other questions? Yeah, this Commissioner Shiota, can um, um, can we ask for a follow up um, as you're developing um, the um, the guidelines for the um, for the grants um, and your inputting uh, into those um, those requests for funds um, that that you report back to to uh, community investments? Does that work for you, Ms. Lee? Sure, I'd be happy to, thank you. Yeah, that would be great. It's always good to know where the money's going because we, <laughs> all, because we love these organizations, we know them all, right? We do, and, and um, especially in SOMA with um, the cultural neighborhoods and those are all very small organizations stressed right now. So thank you very much. Right. And I know that, you know, periodically, because this was of such great interest that we'll also have a report out to the full commission uh, at the appropriate time. Thank you for that amendment, Commissioner Shiota. Uh, is there any further discussion before I ask for any public comment on this item number four? Seeing none, may I now ask for any public comment on item number four? Well, Commissioner Collins, we need to do the motion first, public comment, and then we. Okay. Then um, the motion is to approve the um, 
Should I just go ahead and read that? Okay. So the motion is to approve the recommendation to award the SOMA nonprofit facilities fund grant to community vision capital and consulting and to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $600,000 at this time. And now may I ask for any public comment, Ms. Moreno? Yes. May I ask for some public comment if there is any, please? So I'm seeing no hands raised. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the script. So if you're already listening to the meeting via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen now. We are currently on item four. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you are listening via WebEx. You will also get a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. Thanks. You may stay on the line. You may, excuse me, you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on an item. Any individuals who speak during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at sfc.grants at sfgov.org. However, the summary can be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit and it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. So I'm gonna go ahead and set a 15 second timer just to give folks an additional buffer to raise their hands if needed. Okay, so 15 seconds are up. And so public comment is now closed. Thank you very much. Um, I will now, and I, it's time for me to take a vote. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I will now uh, call this uh, to a vote. Uh, you will uh, exercise your vote by saying either aye or nay. And may I ask Ms. Moreno to call the roll on the vote? Yes. Commissioner Collins? Aye. Commissioner Ordeviana? Commissioner Shiota? Aye. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. Commissioner Ferris? And then Aye. Can, thank you. And Tom, can you unmute um, Commissioner Missway so we can ask for his vote? Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Missway. Well, that's everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Just, I said aye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. So is our voting complete? That's everyone. So we can move on to the next item. And just a heads up, Commissioner Collins, it is about one fifty-seven. So you're about thirteen minutes before two ten. Thank you so much. I'm now in the fifth item, sub item A, the Sankofa Initiative. Um, if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue, and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. Item number five, the Sankofa Initiative. This is requesting an action and the discussion and the possible motion to approve the recommendation to award the Sankofa Initiative Cultural 
Preservation Grant to the Alliance for California Traditional Arts and to authorize the Director of Cultural Affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $225,000 at this time. Uh, I would now like to introduce uh, Senior Program Officer Jaron Bonillo and also make sure that uh, if you haven't, that you open up the attachment you know, to the agenda that you find on the, on the committee agenda uh, for this particular initiative. Ms. Bonilla? Thank you, Commissioner Collins. First, I'd like to congratulate and commend Program Officer Tina Wiley on launching the Sankeshifa Initiative. Um, it is a re-granting program of the San Francisco Arts Commission's Arts Impact Endowment to support the healing and creativity of communities of color most affected by COVID-19. The Sankofa Initiative's focus on arts education prioritizes access to creative exploration, cultural preservation, professional development, and access to technology and art supplies for those most in need during and after this global health emergency. So three panelists reviewed seven applications according to the stated review criteria on October 7, 2020. The Sankofa funding recommendations include two applicants for a total of $475,000. Due to the low number of applications and an insufficient response to the professional and wellness development project area, we will be reissuing and revise the request for proposals to clarify the goals and objectives, as well as provide an additional opportunity to outreach to more organizations. The recommendation for cultural preservation includes the Alliance for Traditional Arts, the California Traditional Arts. Um, the organization demonstrated a long history of regranting, both locally in San Francisco and statewide. Their constituency encompasses strong ties to Native American communities, in addition to a history of funding a variety of BIPOC-led organization, artists, and cultural bearers. The program will offer grants between $1,500 and $15,000 to individuals, nonprofit organizations, and organizations applying through a fiscal sponsor, and will facilitate a broad range of investing in activities, including cultural preservation, um, practice and transmission, performance and exhibitions, documentation of projects, and gatherings, among other areas. Um, all projects will be required to have a public presentation and the intention is to have um, funds released through July 1st, 2021 through May 31st, 2022. And this would be an 18 month grant window. Thank you very much, Ms. Bonillo. Um, May I ask if there are any questions uh, from members of the commission, the committee, or staff on this item? Any discussion? Um, I did see someone's hands up and it went away. Mr. Oh, that, that was a... Okay. Whether well, sure if you had a comment or not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so my question is, which I have a concern around uh, some of the other grants is 
given sort of the urgency of now in terms of these organizations needing the monies both to sort of to augment, you know, maybe sort of uh, less than, you know, sort of education that people, you know, kids even may be getting in during COVID, you know, with the at-home learning and sort of the need, just, I, I just have a real concern, you know, around the other grants that I know, again, just in terms of the city cycle, that if the grant is not being administered until, you know, you said June or July of 2021, um, you know, the whole notion of there's a need now and some of these organizations could even potentially fall away if they don't get funding now, just this, this gap, just in terms of do we need to revisit with the commission or even the city or the economic um, recovery task force, you know, freeing up some of this money to go to these organizations now, as opposed to waiting, you know, what's that, eight months, six, eight months from now? And maybe it's just sort of, again, sort of that whole notion of ignorance being bliss. I don't know what I don't know. It's you know been a while outside of, but just, you know, feel the need to sort of push the issue a bit because, yeah, the lead times in terms of when we can get some of this money is a long time off for some of these organizations and individuals. Yes, thank you for that question. I, I agree and I will. It, um, and we continue to strive to get funding out the door and into the community as soon as we can. Our, um, our RFPs, our funding has to be on a competitive basis, which is why you're seeing, um, like in the earlier discussion, the grant cycle being launched now in October for grants starting in July as we go through the RFP process, the outreach, the grant application period, the panel selection, the panel process to review the awards and then the administrative, the approvals by commission and then entering into grant agreements working with our city attorney. It is a very long uh, process, I, I do agree. These funds, um, both the Sankofa initiative um, and the uh, SOMA a nonprofit facilities fund and earlier the three RFPs under the arts impact endowment are moving a little faster and I believe they go into contract um, or we intend for them to go into contract starting January 1st, um, 2021. So that's in a little under three months, um, which is record time for us to have held a competitive process and to be able to move these funds forward. Uh, Joanne, may I also ask with respect to where the money is, right? Um, who is holding the money and when is it actually available to us within the city fiscal resources? So we have the Arts Commission um, has these funds. The, uh, these are funds that came in under um, well, it's a little bit different. So the Sankofa funds are from fiscal year 20. So we are holding those funds 
the funds for um, for fiscal year 21, um, those are still coming in with the projections of where the property funds will be. Okay, thank you. Well, I think that acting director uh, Bradley Tyson has a sense of urgency that is shared by all. And we hear that and I think we take that in note that at any time that we can um, accelerate the process or keep it moving forward, I know that staff always has their eyes on that. So thank you that, uh, that's very important. Is there any further discussion at the commission staff or committee level before we ask for any public comment? Seeing or hearing none, may I turn this over to uh, Ms. Moreno for public comment, please? Commissioner Conley to ask that there's to my error for the last one, but for this one, we didn't ask if there's any recusals for this motion. So we okay. have to do the first motion, which is we get the first person, we get the second public comment, and then we do another final roll call vote. Okay. So um, now I must ask for the the action. I will read. Yes. The, I will read the action again. Yes. Right. And the action is uh, the motion to approve the recommendation to award the Sankofa Initiative Cultural Preservation Grant to the Alliance for California Traditional Arts and authorize the Director of Cultural Affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at this time. Is that the motion? Yes. Okay. So we need a first and a second. So moved. This is Commissioner. Thank you. Second, Commissioner Ferris. Thank you. Thank you. And now, now I ask for some any public comment. Yes, so I will move forward with that. So no emails in the public comment. So if you're already listening to this via um, via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please, please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item five, sub item A. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a, ver a visual timer when you are listening via WebEx. You'll also get a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during public comment period could at period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. However, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. So I'm gonna allow a 15 second timer in case folks are still trying to raise their hands. Right. 15 seconds are now up. So if there are any additional comments or by the commissioners or by staff, then we can go ahead and move forward with the final motion, which is the roll call motion. May I call for the roll, please? Sure. So Commissioner Collins? Aye. Commissioner um, Ordeana? Commissioner Shioda? Aye. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. Commissioner Ferris? Aye. And Commissioner Musley? 
Bye. Thank you. And that's everyone. And just to head Commissioner Collins, it is now 2.09. I think probably in the interest of time that I should turn this over to Commissioner Shiota. Um, I will stay on reserve so that I can make sure that my voting is recorded. Is that that's the proper procedure? I, we, I believe so, but we also do have quorum if you do have to step away before the motion. So I. Okay, so well, I don't want to have to do a recusal or any of that filing. So why don't uh -huh. I simply go on mute and turn the uh, chair of the gavel over to Commissioner Shiota. Thank you very much, Commissioner. Sounds good. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, I will now call uh, to order the fifth item, which is the Sankofa Initiative sub item B. Um, if you wish to make a public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. So item number five, the Sankofa Initiative is in action. And uh, what we will be doing is the discussion and possible motion to approve the recommendation to award the Sankofa Initiative Technologies and Supplies Access Grant to Bayview Hunters Point Center for Arts and Technology and to authorize the Director of Cultural Affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $250,000 at this time. Um, I'd like to call on Senior Program Officer Jaron Benillo to talk more about this recommendation um, to award the Sankofa Initiative Technology and Supplies uh, with this grant. Thank you so much, uh, Commissioner Shioda. The recommendation is to fund Bayview Hunters Point Center for Arts and Technology. The application demonstrated a deep engagement with BIPOC youth living in Bayview Hunters Point and empowering them to learn a 21st century skill art form and career pathway in the media arts. The application provided a thorough strategy for outreach uh, along with application supports and award distribution. Um, the BIPOC Media Maker Fund will help close the digital divide for approximately 75 youth and early career creatives from vulnerable San Francisco communities most affected by COVID-19. The fund will provide computers, digital cameras, lighting, and other media-based sound equipment to complement BayCat's award-winning digital media storytelling programs and help launch young people's careers in competitive Bay Area creative industries. The support from the Sankofa Initiative will ensure that inspiring media makers, primarily low-income BIPOC youth, ages 15 to 24, will have access to creative and technical tools that will allow them to tell their own stories and heal from this moment of collective trauma. Thank you so much, uh, Program Officer Vanilla. Um, at this time, I would like to see if any of the commissioners have um, any conflicts or withdrawals, recusals. And I would also um, like, I'll look for raised hands in terms of questions. Um, are there any withdrawals or recusals? Let's deal with that first. 
Hearing none, um, I'll move on to comments or questions. Um, I see Linda Parker Pennington. Um, Commissioner Pennington. Yes, thank you, uh, Commissioner Shiota. I just, I couldn't miss an opportunity just to say a word about BayCat, which, uh -huh. is, which is this organization. And uh, my son uh, is a BayCat alumni. He started when he was 11 years old and BayCat um, provides the most amazing resources for um, youth, uh, primarily youth of color, because mostly they are drawn from um, the Bayview Hunters Point. Um, and uh, the leadership and inspiration around this organization, anyone who knows anything about um, any youth programs knows uh, Vili Wang. Billy Wang, Wang. yes. Director. Yes, and she's just really a force. Um, but I will say that, you know, my, my son starting at the beginning when he was 11 and going all the way through to last year when he was actually um, selected to be the keynote speaker so that their major funders they were cultivating um, at Salesforce Tower um, were, you know, they needed to see what does the product look like? And really um, <laughs> picked my son. Um, and, and it was amazing just to see the arc of his time, um, you know, and, and to really feel like this was his family. So I just want to say that, you know, I can't think of, of, of too many more organizations that would be as worthy as this one, um, just based on my personal experience. And I probably sound as much like a proud mom as somebody who's just, you know, providing a testimonial for the organization to receive our funding. But I feel particularly proud of BayCat and what they do. So, and, and us being in position to support them. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Um, this is Commissioner Shiota uh, echoing all of those things. I'm a big fan of Baycat. They've been in the Bayview Hunters Point area serving that community for, I'd say, 30, 40 years. I mean, very long time. Um, and media makers matter, right? Storytelling matters, as we know, um, in the civic and public realm um, with uh, representation with you know monuments with reimagining um how uh the stories get told and presented um and who gets to tell them so this is all part of it so uh, thank you so much are there any other commissioners i don't see any hands um so uh i would like at this time to call for public comment um, is there any public comment on item five, sub item B, the Sankofa initiative? Commissioner Shiota, we need to do the first motion to get the first and the second, and then public comment. And, and then, then we'll do the roll call. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I'm now going to call uh, for a motion to this action. Um, commissioners, please say your name after um, a first or a second. Um, the uh, motion is the Sankofa Initiative um, Action uh, Item 5, Sub-Item B, Discussion and Possible Motion to Approve the Recommendation to Award the Sankofa Initiative Technology and Supplies Access Grant to Bayview Hunters Point Center for the Arts and Technology and to authorize the Director of Cultural Affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $250,000 at this time. Do I have a motion? So moved. This is Commissioner Parker Pennington. 
Thank you. Do I have a second? Second. Which commissioner? Oh, uh, this is Commissioner Marcus Shelby. Thank you, Commissioner Shelby. Uh, the motion has passed. Oh, uh, I, actually, now we are we're going to um, ask for public comment on item five, sub item B, the Sankofa Initiative. Thank you, Commissioner Shiota. So we did not receive any public comments in our emails, but if you are already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you are calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen now. Um, we are currently on sub on item five, sub item B. As a reminder, your, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx. If um, you will also get a 30 second audible warning, you will be muted once your time is up. You may also stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during public comment periods at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it, exceed, if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. However, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit and it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. I'm going to set a 15 second timer in case someone still needs a little more time to raise their hand. Um, cool. So that's 15 seconds up. The public comment section has now closed and we can move forward to the roll call final motion. Commissioner Shiota. Thank you so much. Um, I will read the motion once again. Um, the uh, item five, the Sankofa, Sankofa initiative action sub item B, discussion and possible motion to approve the recommendation to award the Sankofa initiative technology and supplies access grant to Bayview Hunters Point Center for Arts and Technology and to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into a grant agreement not to exceed $250,000 at this time. Um, may we please bring this to a vote? Sure. So, Commissioner Collins. That might be, I'll go back to Commissioner Collins. Um, Commissioner, <laughs> Commissioner Ordeana? Commissioner Shiota? Aye. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. Commissioner Moosley? Aye. Commissioner Ferris? Aye. Commissioner Collins? Looks like he's still busy, so, okay. So that's everyone, we should be okay. Okay, this, that motion passes, thank you so much. Um, I will now uh, go to the six, item six, which is new business and announcements. Um, if you wish to make a public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. So item six, new business and announcements. Um, this item is to allow the commissioners to introduce new agenda items for consideration or to report on recent art activities and to make announcements. Um, are there any commissioner comments or announcements? I'm going to see if any hands raised. Um, Commissioner Parker Pennington, I see your hand raised, but I don't, I'm not sure if that's from the previous item. Sorry, I forgot to take it down. I'll do that. 
No worries. Um, I don't see any other. Oh, I heard some audio. I don't see any other hands. Is there uh, any public comment on item six? So no emails were received, but I'll go ahead and read um, the script. So if you are already listening to this meeting via web, um, the via WebEx, please raise your hand. If you are calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Press, please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. Um, we are currently at item six. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you are listening via WebEx. You will get a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. However, if the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed board limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. So I'll set the 15 second timer in case someone wants to raise their hand and have a public comment. So now the public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. Um, I will now move on to the seventh item. Uh, item number seven is adjournment. So this meeting is officially adjourned. Thank you everyone for joining. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Stay well. Thank you, Commissioner Everybody. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. See something popping up on your screen that says um, you're invited to a breakout room. And then let's go into a practice session.